Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays, wherever you may be, across this great country or this great land. We got a lot to dive into, but right off the top, Virginia, Michigan, Tennessee, Indiana, Iowa, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You can sign up right now and get $1,000 free for gambling. FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is FanDuel.com slash Clay. Get hooked up today and you will be well on your way up to $1,000 free roll. Nothing to risk, nothing to lose. FanDuel.com slash Clay. All right, we got a lot to dive into here, all right? Uh, We will start with the NBA drama surrounding the National Anthem. Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks, decides to stop playing the National Anthem. Uh, He does so uh, probably to free up some time so he can play the Chinese National Anthem. Uh, By the way, Mark Cuban, still not to say anything about whether he agrees with concentration camps, genocide, uh, slave labor, the NBA profiting off all of those things. Nothing. Won't say a word. But he won't play the National Anthem, this Mark Cuban fellow. Uh, So Mark Cuban says, I'm not going to play the National Anthem. It's divisive. All of those different aspects of the story. And then... And then what happens? Well, the NBA slides back in and says, wait a minute. We are going to play the National Anthem at all of our games. You can't just stop playing it. You can't choose to do so. So here's where we are, right? Uh, The NBA has become such a culturally divisive lightning rod that they can't even play the National Anthem. Now, I wrote about the National Anthem in my most recent book, Republicans Buy Sneakers 2. And the biggest, I would say, unfortunate aspect of Colin Kaepernick's protest is that there continue to be fewer and fewer things which unite all Americans. To me, sports should be one of the places where we don't have to think about politics. Where you are able to go watch a game, you're able to root for a team, and whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, gay or straight, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, all of those things, male, female, whatever. The things that make us different don't have to divide us when it comes to sports. In fact, we can all embrace sporting excellence without having to allow our identities to cloud our ability to enjoy sports. And I think what has happened with Colin Kaepernick and others is what used to be a somewhat unifying moment. We play the national anthem, people stand, uh, and we show a moment of respect. That's really all it is. A moment of respect for our nation and the freedoms that we are fortunate to enjoy before we dive into frivolity. Now, I'm going to talk about this a lot on the radio show tomorrow because I think it's a long-form discussion. I understand people who are not in favor of playing the anthem, right? Uh, In general. I understand that argument uh, because ultimately sports are entertainment and we don't play the national anthem before movies, for instance, in the United States. And because it's not a tradition, it would seem a bit strange if you sat down to watch the latest superhero movie and before Spider-Man came on you stood up and they played the national anthem. Now, I'm told that they do that on military bases which is interesting because the logic is consistent at least there. But by and large we sing the national anthem before sporting events in America. It's a tradition. 
It doesn't have anything to do with Republicans. It doesn't have anything to do with Democrats. To me, what we are acknowledging when the national anthem is played is our common humanity and our common good fortune to be Americans. Most of the people out there that are angry about America have no idea what the rest of the world is. One reason that I'm in favor of immigration, ironically enough, legal immigration, is because many immigrants drastically, drastically more so than the average American love our country and our traditions because they know what it's like to live places without basic human rights. Because they know what it's like to live places without freedom of speech. And sometimes that marketplace of ideas can be fractious. Sometimes it can be a battle. Sometimes it can be contentious. But that's okay. That's how democracies reach consensus is, how, is through robust debate. And what I am seeing happen more and more is cancel culture doesn't allow a debate to happen. Instead of engaging on the merits of an argument cancel culture makes the argument you don't deserve the right to have an opinion. And so uh, to me when you break all this down at its most basic level what Mark Cuban is trying to do is take away one more thing that unites us as Americans and not draw attention to the fact that he is doing it. Now the larger context here is the NBA has gotten woke and it is close to going broke. The league is under siege because most people out there who are casual sports fans see the NBA as intensely political. And certainly that has been the case over the last couple of years and now we've got a new president and it's still just as political as it was before. And I think there are a lot of people out there probably even including NBA Commissioner Adam Silver who would like the NBA to get back to just being fun basketball. The NBA dominated in the 90s because of Michael Jordan because you know what their tagline was then? NBA action is fantastic. They loved all the fans and the fans loved them back. The overall entertainment value of the Jordan, Barkley, Uh, all of that era if you want to go back to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson was through the roof in the 80s into the 90s and it peaked in 1998. Michael Jordan has the biggest audience that has ever existed for basketball and may well ever exist for basketball and it was because he made his hallmark excellence. Everybody cared about Michael Jordan because he wasn't trying to slice and dice up the population. He wasn't sitting around sharing Instagram videos all day long. He was just trying to entertain us by being the best basketball player in the history of the world. What's going on now is the NBA is hemorrhaging viewers. They are hemorrhaging audience. They are losing longtime fans and the only people they are gaining watch videos on TikTok for 15 or 20 seconds at a time and don't actually care about the individual games themselves. And I think people like Mark Cuban are being cowardly and instead of standing up for something basic like the National Anthem they are trying to cancel the National Anthem and run and hide and pretend that they are somehow uh, making things better. Now the NBA has created this huge new mess for itself because Mark Cuban cancels the National Anthem And then the NBA comes back and says you can't cancel the National Anthem. So are they going to fine the Dallas Mavericks if they don't play the National Anthem? Is this really a dispute that the NBA wants to enter? It's a disaster for the league 
and further cements them as a far left-wing liberal hypocritical league. And look, this was already going on with China, right? The fact that the NBA is taking billions of dollars from modern-day Nazis in China who have concentration camps that are raping and pillaging and destroying the lives of Muslim minority Uyghurs in China, millions of them, is the greatest international human rights violation that exists in our world today. We have labeled China as a genocidal country. And the NBA is continuing to bow down to China, to Chairman Z, and taking as much money from them as they possibly can, all while condemning American culture and American values and thumbing their nose at a huge percentage of Americans who just say, hey, all we're asking for you to do is play a little basketball. And so I think this is the latest, most significant, substantial issue that is going to confront the NBA going forward. Again, we are going to address it in a long-form discussion on the radio program tomorrow. Set your podcast, set your alarm, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Mark Cuban, open invite to come on the radio program. You won't do it because you're a coward. But you have an open invitation to come on our radio program and explain yourself and talk to the largest audience in the world of sports talk radio in the morning anywhere in the nation. Open invite to Mark Cuban, but he won't do it because he's a coward. Uh, Speaking of cowardice, it is absolute cowardice that schools remain closed. I saw this morning a data point and I said, my goodness, I can't believe this is where we are right now. Uh, There was a report and I retweeted it this morning uh, that is somewhat interesting uh, and I'm going to read The White House Bar for Success according to John Roberts. The new White House Bar for Success in getting kids back in class. 50% of schools with in-person learning at least one day a week by April 30th. That success let me repeat that. 50% of schools with in-person learning at least one day a week by April 30th. That's a failure. It is a failure of epic proportions in the United States of America right now that every public school in this country is not open. Let me just go through a couple of facts for you. The overall unemployment rate for women is the highest that it has been in 33 years in this country. Almost no one is talking about it. Why do you think that is? Because women bear an overabundance of the responsibility for childcare in this country and women can't work when they are forced to take care of their kids who otherwise would be at school. And so, we have gone all the way back to 1987-era employment rates for women because women are bearing the brunt of the cost when it comes to overall school closures and trying to take care of their children. Larger issue, however. This is the most equity-laden issue of our lives. Are we going to allow and or require the poorest kids in our country to continue to not be able to learn in person while we are going to allow the richest kids in our country the ability to go to their private schools, the ability to go to their suburban public schools, the ability to learn in person? We're talking about a year of education that the poorest kids in this country are never going to be able to regain. We are going to lose millions of years of learning ability in our workforce. We are going to lose a lot of kids who left school and are never going to come back and graduate and their overall career uh, earnings 
are going to be billions and billions of dollars lower than they would have been if we had never shut down schools in the first place or if we had at least opened them back up in August and September for everybody to learn. As is, we are creating the most inequitable situation that has ever existed in most of our lives particularly if you're relatively young and certainly in the 21st century. The party of science which is the Democratic Party has decided that they're not going to pay attention to science. The CDC director said schools should be open. Back in June all of the collection of pediatricians they said that all schools should be back open. The data from around the world reflects that kids are not primary uh, vectors of uh, transmission for this virus and that kids should all be back in school. This is not complicated. This is what the science says. This is what the data says. And Joe Biden and the Democratic Party I'm going to call them out here because they said we are the party of science. They are not being the party of science when it comes to reopening schools. They are being the party of the teachers union. Joe Biden and all of his ilk are afraid of offending the powerful teacher union, teachers unions which represent a substantial portion of their political base and so they are not willing to follow science when it conflicts with their political objectives. And so that is the height of failure. That is the height of weakness. That is the height of hypocrisy. It is utterly indefensible on the basic factual scientific merits of the facts on the ground right now. The data does not lie. The data is not a Republican. The data is not a Democrat. The data is not an Independent. The data speaks truth and the truth that the data speaks is that all schools should be open every single one every public school in the country and every kid should be back attending public school all over the country no matter where they live whether it's a city, a rural area or a suburban one. And we shouldn't be allowing rich kids and all their private schools to be open while guess where the politicians' kids go by the way while simultaneously the poorest kids out there aren't able to go to school. Some of you are going to say why do you care? Because I was a public school kid. Now I went to public school K-12 through in Nashville City Schools. If Nashville City Schools were closed now while I had been a kid I would have been the one who was not able to go. We didn't have a computer at home. We didn't have Wi-Fi certainly. We had dial-up internet barely. There's no way that I would have been able to remote learn and We cannot allow kids who happen to not have economic advantages to be left further behind. This is crazy to me. This is the equity issue of our time. So many people out there claim to be social justice warriors and care deeply about equitable treatment. How are you allowing the most inequitable issue of the 21st century to occur and not raising it as in any way a issue that needs to be remedied? It's driving me bonkers the longer this goes on. This is not a political issue. Joe Biden should be ashamed. Any Democrat, any Republican for that matter who is not aggressively favoring the return of students to school you are failing everyone in this country. You are on the wrong side of history. Also, do you know what the best possible stimulus is? Everybody out there is arguing about giving away money. The best possible stimulus is allowing people to go back to work put their kids in school and millions of people out there will be able to return to full-time work instead of trying to take care of their kids. The fact that women's unemployment rate is the highest it's been in 33 years is directly connected to schools not being open. This is a failure of epic proportions. Meanwhile, this fires me up too. Meanwhile, impeachment is ongoing. 
Let me repeat that. While all of these schools are closed and the federal government could be putting pressure onto state governments and state governments could be putting pressure onto local school districts, my solution is pretty straightforward. Withhold funds until schools open back up in person. If you withhold their pay, teachers' unions will crumble and they will return to teach in school. We saw this happen in Nashville. We saw it happen in Salt Lake City. If you threaten the pay of teachers and say that you're going to withhold federal or state funding for schools until schools open up, then this is a major issue going forward. And so, it's also immediately solved. Instead of exercising their political voices in a positive way to help all people, regardless of their political persuasions, we are spending time on impeachment part two, which has a certain conclusion and is in no way going to impact anything other than putting on absurd theater. I believe, let me be straightforward and clear, every single person who is a rioter, every single person who is a violent protester, regardless of their politics, Democrat, Republican, Independent, they should all be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I've been saying that since cities were burning this summer. We have to stop allowing violent protests to occur. Whether you are storming the Capitol or burning down police stations, everybody out there who commits a crime needs to be charged with the fullest extent of the violent crime violation possible under the law. And so, instead of doing that and instead of being consistent and making our country a better place and putting logic and precedent and facts all in play, we are sitting around allowing our Senate to debate impeachment when we know already how this is going to end. The President of the United States, former President of the United States, is going to not be impacted at all by impeachment. If anything, Republicans are going to be strengthened yet again by the entire impeachment claptrap because it's just a never-ending process that we already know exactly what the conclusion is going to be. It's patently absurd. Finally, speaking of patently absurd, Pat Mahomes. Uh, You may have noticed that he has a wig and uh, headband combo that he sells. Wig has fluffy hair, headband, uh, and it is wildly popular for kids especially to wear who want to have Pat Mahomes hair. Kansas City Star says, a columnist there says, the wig and the headband is blackface. Oh my God. I just, I look around and I wonder to myself, who are these people that are so obsessed with constantly making everything in the United States a never-ending battle, a purity test, a woke-topia where everybody is in a constant battle over who can be the wokest and the result is most of the reasonable people in this country just throw up their hands and say this is absurd. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers is an offensive mascot name. Pat Mahomes' wig and headband is culturally similar to blackface. These are all such stupid ideas. They are making my head slowly, I think, explode. But here we are. The reality is this. Most people are good and decent in America. This is the greatest country that has ever existed. It's high time for reasonable people to take back this country and stand up to the imbeciles out there who are driving our storylines every single day. What I call the absurd losers in the blue checkmark brigade. It's high time to stand up to them, to shoot them down. The best thing you can do, go sign up for the OutKick VIP. I'd appreciate it. Outkick.com slash VIP. 
If you want to fight the good fight and fight the battles that matter, it is outkick.com slash VIP. I am Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. We are rolling. No television show today. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Again, outkick.com slash VIP in Tennessee, Virginia, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, West Virginia, Colorado, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, all those states that I just ran through. In particular, Virginia, Michigan, and Tennessee where sports gambling just went legal. Sign up today, outkick.com. Sorry, fanduel.com slash clay. That's fanduel.com slash clay. Up to $1,000 free to gamble with for new users in all those states. This has been Outkick the show.